0: Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon, and in today's episode, we're still doing our reflection, looking over the wonderful messages that we have gotten since we have crossed the threshold of 50 downloads on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. And I just wonder, in this current time with your relationship, are you falling in love or are you growing in love? A lot of people will say that they are the same, but in reality, there is a difference between falling in love and growing in love. Check out this special message that I created back in episode four, as we talk about growing in love. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way.
1: This This is is Stronger stronger Together, together, Closer closer to to God.
0: God. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This This is Stronger Together, Closer to God. Hey, I got a question for you. I want you to think about your significant other or your potential mate and answer this question. Are you falling in love with them right now or are you growing in love with them? I asked this question because I recently saw an expert ask a couple on television this question and while some people might say the questions are the same, really they are not. We need both of them the ability to fall in love and to grow in love because one is the beginning stages of love to the other, a love that can take us to a higher spiritual level if we are open and available to it. So what do we mean when we say we fall in love? Combining definitions of the word fall in and love from the Webster's Dictionary, we get a simple definition which is to surrender your current mind in the midst of a strong, passionate affection towards another person. In other words, when we first look or action that has happened, it literally takes your breath away. You couldn't stop thinking about them, and whether it was when they looked at you from across the room, inspired you during a conversation, or made you smile as they did a simple act towards you or others, it was those moments that really caught your attention. See, for example, my wife and I, when we first met, we met at our church. We attended the Soul Factory with Pastor Duran and Jill Cloud, and we were on the education team. And in this opportunity all the people who was going to participate in this potential idea of starting a school for the church met together and it so happened there was this beautiful young lady who was passing out information and materials and resources that's when I first met my future wife But I didn't really say anything because she took my breath away. It so happened that sometime later on, we will have a special meeting where I was on the curriculum writing team and my wife was on the administrative team that we will meet up again. Same thing happened. She's passing out materials. She comes into my presence. She took my breath away again. I think I said hello. Can't remember. But I do know that she caught my eye. And Just like those moments that will be that first look, that first glance, that first act of action, it also happens in some of the men in the Bible. For example, take a look at Boaz when he first laid his eyes on Ruth. Ruth chapter 2 verse 5-7 from the New Living Translation states, Then Boaz asked his foreman, who is this young woman over there? Who does she belong to? and the foreman replied she is a young woman from moab who came back with naomi she asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters she has been working hard at work ever since except for a few minutes rest in the shelter see ruth had been taking care of her mother-in-law for such a long time and one of the things that boaz knew from the commandments that was given to by moses and the, all the laws was that any extra grain that you had you lay them on the side for anybody who could not afford to can get them for free and that's why Ruth was there because of the fact that she told Naomi hey I'm gonna go out and get some more grain so we'll have food on the table for tonight and that was the opportunity where those two got to meet and it also happened for David, where this love at first sight occurred too. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2-3 to in the New Living Translation, it states, Late one afternoon after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of a palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of a usual beauty taking a bath. He sent someone to find out who she was and he was told she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Iam and the wife of Ura the Hittite. It was something that took their breath away. It was something they did or saw that melted their heart. Same as your mate or potential mate, it was something they said or something they did that took your heart away and made your nose wide open to learn more about this individual. But wait a minute. Didn't you just say Bathsheba was already married? See, that's the thing about when we fall in love, when you get that first glance, that first look, that first interaction, it's exciting, it's it's elevating, it's getting to know each other and everything. But please keep in mind that when we fall in love, We got to understand the look of our eyes and the emotions behind them. For as Matthew chapter 6 verses 22 to 23 from the Good News Translation states, the eyes are like a lamp for the body. If your eyes are sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are no good, your body will be in darkness. So in the light in you is darkness, how terrible dark it will be. See, we got to realize that when you grow in love, we implement Ephesians chapter four, verse one in the good news translation says, I urge you then I am the prisoner because I serve the Lord. This is Paul talking to his people to live a life that measures up to the standard God sets when he called you. Combine these definitions again of grow in and love. And you're going to see a difference from fall in love. See, Webster Dictionary says we spring up and develop maturity amidst the passionate affection of one another. That's beautiful. Maturity. There's a difference. We're not just falling in love with our mate or potential mate. We want to grow in love with our potential mate. In other words, when we grow in love, we apply love to make our mate as God emphasized to us through his example. See, in Ephesians Chapter five verses one through two from the amplified version, classic version. It says, therefore be imitators of God, copy him and follow his example as well beloved children imitate their father and walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another as Christ loves us and gave himself for us a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you so that it can become a sweet with. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 6 of the Amplified Version says, We have come to know by personal observation and experience and have believed with deep, consistent faith the love which God has for us. God is love and the one who abides in love and abides in God and God abides continually in him. See, the biggest difference is that we go mature ourselves in love, that we become compassionate in love for our mate or potential mate. So how do we grow in love with our mate? Well, one, you go after love as if your life depended on it. Like it's your breath. It's the water that you need for your body. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse one from the message version says that go after a life of love as if your life depended on it because it does. Then number two, wrap yourself in love. Colossians three verse 14 says from the amplified version, beyond all these things put on and wrap yourself in Unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity for everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best for the other. We're going to talk about how this translates with Boaz and David in a minute. You'll see the difference between falling in love and growing in love. Number three, love your mate as you want to be loved. Romans 13 verses 9-10 through 10 from the Good News Translation says, Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you love others, you will never do them wrong. To love then is to obey the whole law. Then number four, seek the best in each other. First John chapter four, verse seven of the Amphibite version says, beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is God and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. Number five, be gentle, kind and patient with your mate. Ephesians chapter four verses two to three from the good news translation says, be always humble, gentle, and patient. Show your love by being tolerant with one another. Do your best to preserve the unity which the spirit gives by means of the peace that binds you together. And number six, bring peace to your mate. Isaiah chapter 54 verses 10 from the alphabet classic version says for though the mountains should depart from the hills be shaken or removed yet my love and kindness shall never depart from you nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed says the Lord who has compassion on you. Romans chapter 4 verses 19 from the easy to read version of the Bible says so let's try as hard as we can to do what brings peace let's do whatever will help each other grow stronger in faith see if we go back and look at boaz for example you'll notice that boaz was able to emphasize these six things Ruth chapter 3 verses 9 through 11 from the good news translation says who are you he asked it's Ruth, sir she answered because you are close relative you're responsible for taking care of me so please marry me The Lord bless you, he said. You are showing even greater family loyalty in what you are doing now than in what you did for your mother-in-law. Because Ruth could have just slept with him. She could have tricked him. She could have fooled him, but she was an honorable woman. And the same with Boaz. Boaz could have took advantage of the situation, but he did not. He goes on to say, you might have gone looking for a young man, either rich or poor, but you haven't. Now, don't worry, Ruth. I will do everything you ask as Everyone in town knows you are a fine woman. See, that's different from what we find out and as it relates to David. 2 Samuel verses 11 through 4 to 5 of the Ephraim 5 classic shows us this with David. David sent a message and took her. And she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness. Then she returned to her home, and the woman became pregnant and told David, I am with child. So he is not giving her peace. He's not able to give her the ability to respect the neighbor, the husband, in this sense. As you can see, everything's kind of lining up in the wrong direction. And David does the ultimate mistake he takes the life and he takes the life of the husband and we see that later on why did he do that because he knew he was wrong he was trying to see if he can cover up his mistakes but later on we find out david had her brought into the palace she became his wife and bore him a son but the lord was not pleased what david had done and as a result god will punish him taking the life of the son So in summary, what I am challenging you to do is to grow in love with your mate. I'm challenging you to go after love as your life depends on it. I'm challenging you to wrap yourself in love. I'm challenging you to love your mate as you want to be loved. I'm challenging you to seek the best in each other. I'm challenging you to be gentle, kind, and patient with your mate. I'm challenging you to bring peace to your mate. If you do these things, you are on the right steps, getting stronger together, closer to God. I appreciate you listening. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Just a couple of announcements before we go. Join us every Tuesday as we dig deeper into the Word of God. What can we learn to apply to our everyday lives from the individuals and couples in the Bible? Discover with us how the Bible's characters and situations relate to our relationships together. You don't want to miss this time with fellow believers beginning at 7.37 p.m. Eastern time. Think about it Thursdays or every Thursday. There's a possibility that we will go live or post some interesting news to get feedback from each and every one of you. Learn how to apply God's word in your everyday life by joining us. Did you know that we have a VIP lounge for our special members that are listening to us every week? Find out more. Just click on Facebook and just look for Stronger Together, Closer to God. Our first workshop will be offered in the summer. We will discuss how to fight for your marriage. Visit our website for more details. Until we meet again, may God continue to bless you, keep you, may his light shine upon you, may he be gracious to you, and keep you in perfect Peace. Joining us on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s 2 c 2 podcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at S2C2GMinistry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.